Oh, that's a really interesting question because I think we all go through our journeys, don't we? And we start off traveling in one direction and find that what we really needed to do was travel in another direction. I think for me, Ron, I I started life like most doctors, ultimately wanting to help people. I know it can sometimes sound very cliched, but I, you know, when I go back to when I was 18 and walked through those doors of medical school, that was ultimately all that was in my heart was I want to help people. And I thought the way I was doing that was the right way. But as I got into my career, I recognized that I'd become something you've alluded to already, which is I'd become a drug pusher. And I'd become that drug pusher doctor because that's partly how we're taught. We're taught, aren't we, to think about health for the greatest number of people in the fastest way possible. And so in swoon, the pharmaceutical industry and Welcome to Rejuvenating with Dr. Ron Kaiser. This is a podcast designed to help you lead your life enthusiastically today, tomorrow, and every other day. I am your host, Ron Kaiser, positive health psychologist, and also author and keynote and TEDx speaker. My book is Rejuvenating the Art and Science of Growing Older with Enthusiasm. As listeners to the podcast know, it's always my hope to present guests who lead their own lives with enthusiasm and have different ways of helping us to become increasingly better versions of ourselves. And in that regard, we're particularly honored today to have Dr. Alka Patel with us. Uh, As you'll see, it won't be hard to guess why I wanted her to be on the podcast because So much of what she has to say is in agreement with what I have to say, but she says it so much better. Uh, And she's got a lot more on top of that to add. Uh, Dr. Patel is a lifestyle doctor, coach, and general practitioner uh, who amplifies health as a skill and an asset. Her mission is for inspired individuals and bold businesses alike to create compassionate, lifestyle changes for happy, healthy living and connected works workplaces. Uh, Dr. Patel provides high impact rapid action solutions for success through self-care so that you can live a transformative transformational, I always grew up that word, life of lasting legacy. Uh, With her uh, stress-modifying age-reversing techniques, she uses cutting-edge science to map lifestyle changes to biometrics. These techniques target stress modification and age reversal, so we know we're going to want to learn about that, so that you can outsmart stress and outlive life. Uh, She's the host of the Lifestyle First podcast and her TEDx talk was called Health as a Verb, Not as a Noun. Um, For those of us who've had our issues with grammar uh, throughout our lives, we may not be able to know the difference, but hopefully she'll point that out to us. But there's so many things that she has to say. I already uh, should be apologizing for the fact we won't have time for all of it, but uh, I know we're going to learn so much today. So, Alka, thank you very much for being our guest. Welcome to Rejuvenating with Dr. Ron Kaiser. 
Oh, thank you. It's my pleasure to be here with you, Ron. And thank you for that very warm introduction. Sure. And uh, if I'm correct, I don't recognize uh, a Philadelphia accent. Where Where are you located? I'm here in London in the UK. Well spotted. Okay, great. Um, all right. Well, let, let's get into it. I mean, uh, the introduction that I gave suggests that you're not what we typically think of as a physician. Um, you didn't talk much about uh, pills or things of that nature. Uh, so I wonder you were you've obviously been trained in practice as a as a physician. Um, what kind of led to the transformation in the way that you practice? Oh, that's a really interesting question, because I think we all go through our journeys, don't we? And we start off traveling in one direction and find that what we really needed to do was travel in another direction. I think for me, Ron, I I started life like most doctors, ultimately wanting to help people. I know it can sometimes sound very cliched, but I, you know, when I go back to when I was 18 and walked through those doors of medical school, that was ultimately all that was in my heart was I want to help people. And I thought the way I was doing that was the right way. But as I got into my career, I recognized that I'd become something you've alluded to already, which is I'd become a drug pusher. Mm -hmm. And I'd become that drug pusher doctor because that's partly how we're taught. We're taught, aren't we, to think about health for the greatest number of people in the fastest way possible. And so in swoon the pharmaceutical industry and give us this quick fix. And I realized it wasn't a fix. And part of that realization came from my own journey into burnout when I became physically very unwell as a result of all this standard setting and wanting to be the best at everything and having an incredibly busy life, which I thought I was thriving on. Unfortunately, my body didn't quite agree. And I ignored all of those signals that are we're constantly being sent by our bodies and minds, and yet we choose to ignore. Uh, and so my burnout ended up with the shutdown of my kidneys and the shutdown of my liver and a very near-death experience, which I still remember very vividly. And it's moments like these, I think, Ron, that really make you think about the fragility of life, but also the, the beauty of life and what you want to be here for and how long you want to be here for and what you need to do to make that possible. And that, I think, was my first shift into really thinking about being a drug pusher doctor isn't serving my patients and it's not serving me. So what else is there? And then I went on a journey of exploration, reading, research, traveling. And one of my travels took me off to India um, where I met a man who was 104 years old. Mm. And one of the things he said to me in conversation when I said to him, you know, how do you get to be this incredible age? And he said to me, I've been kind to my body. And that for me was very striking is how kind are we to our bodies? And so when I came back to the UK, that was really what my mission became was about how do you take care of this incredible vessel? And that's the self-care part, but not the sort of stuff we see on the social media right now, which is, you know, scroll here and stand on your head and drink this juice and have coffee enemas and try this. It's really much more strategic than that, because I think we're really living in an incredible time. Where we've got access to so much information and so much data. So I've gone, just to wrap up your the answer to your question, I've gone very much from this drug pusher doctor to what I now maybe describe myself as a more of a data-driven doctor, which is about combining this transformational technology that we're able to access with our innate intuition. 
Yeah, that's so interesting. And uh, of course, when you talk about being a data-driven doctor, I mean, the data now is out there that, as I'm sure you're aware of, and, and hopefully by now most of my audience is, that, you know, the average lifespan can be a whole lot longer than what it normally was thought to be. And the healthy lifespan can be very, very much longer in that regard. So that, uh, you know, it, it, it's not like this is some kind of a, a voodoo kind of thing, but it, it, you know, science really supports your ideas. So from a practical standpoint, what does that mean? What do you do when you go to work? What do I do when I when I go to work? For me, work, play, life, it's all all one big blend. So it's really kind of what do I do um, in my life and what do I do for other for other people? So um, really what I've done is thought about what are those areas in your lifestyle? What are the key things in your lifestyle that point to this longer lifespan? And as you quite rightly said, a health span that matches your lifespan. And if we put some figures on it, as you said, we're now in a space where we can measure these things and track these things. So I measure biological aging for myself uh, I do it every year on my birthday which is which is coming up in in June um, I measure it for my clients and then we look at your lifestyle and all the parameters in that and think about which areas need to be targeted in order to reverse aging in a measurable way so again thinking about numbers and you've said sort of you know well how long is a lifespan and for me I've got this belief that we've all got in us this potential to live what I call a million hour life we shall do the maths because I think I was going to say do the math <laughs> the maths is 114 years yeah. and I, I believe our time is now yeah that's that's great and uh, I'm glad to say that you're not you're not a total outlier nowadays you know just reading some of these things and you know some of the experiences we know from the blue zones and from uh you know, the uh, people like uh, David Sinclair and others, uh, Walter Bortz, that, that, I mean, the notion of living into the three figures and leading a healthy life, uh, you know, is, is, is not a, a totally foreign concept. Uh, but it's so interesting, Ron, because you must ask people this as well or come across it. Well, I do ask people, how long do you want to live? How long do you want to be on this planet? And most people say, Oh, not that long. I'll be done when I'm 70. I'll be done when I'm 80. And I think it's because most people have still got this idea of frailty and fragility in association with aging. And it's because those are the images that are that are out there. And that's what I think is the big mindset shift for, for all of us is we're talking about healthy, vibrant years that are possible. So long as the action is taken now. Right. It's never too late. Absolutely. It's never too late to to add years to your life. But you don't want to be waiting until that moment when it becomes even harder to add those years to your life. Yeah. So, I mean, I think what, one of the things that I believe is that growing older is not a spectator sport. It's something that requires, you know, activity. And uh, certainly while it's it's easier to swallow a pill than it is to go to the gym or something like that, the, the fact is the rewards are much greater if if you are actively involved in in promoting your your health and your life. So, what are some of the things we should be doing? I know it's an individual. You know, every every person has their own individual genetic 
make up their own body and things of that nature. But but I assume there's some general principles we should all be doing. Oh, yeah, for sure. So I like to make things really simple. So when I was at medical school, you know, there's so much to learn and so much to know. How do you make things simple? And one of the key things that I love doing is creating acronyms or hooks for people to remember things on. So my simple word for your audience today, Ron, is to remember the word lifestyle, L-I-F-E-S-T-Y-L-E. So if we look at some of those elements in there, something like L, which is life purpose, what we know is that people live longer if they have a purpose in their life. And there's been lots of research that has been done on this. And that most recently, the figure that's been found has been seven and a half years. If you have a purpose in your day, a purpose for your life, you add seven and a half years to your life. So if you put that into practical terms, in terms of what can you do, I always say, as soon as your eyes open, put a smile on your face. And before your feet touch the ground, know exactly why you are getting out of bed. And it's very simple to do that. The purpose of my day today is. And once you set that, you set the tone for the rest of your day, you've already added to your longevity. And then your day is then driven by the reason behind it. And ultimately that becomes a successful day because you live through your intention. So it might sound very simple, but it takes some thought and it needs to become a routine and a habit. And it's then something that becomes part of your expression of longevity. So that's a very simple thing. I can give you another example if we think about L, I, maybe F is food, which is everyone's favorite topic. Right? <laughs> Everybody loves talking about food. We love having debates about food and food wars are always going to continue. Um, and we spend a lot of time thinking about what to eat. But again, when it comes to longevity science, when to eat has become something that's really taken prime pole position and again we're living in a time of abundance aren't we food is is in theory for many of us everywhere um it's convenient and it's available in increasing portion sizes as well um so really thinking about when am i going to eat and thinking about eating within a time connected window is what i like to describe it as time connected eating um, because then you're switching on some of your longevity genes we've got a number you've probably talked about them on this show before things like mTOR and AMPK and the situans and really they respond and they get you get into survival mode survival as a human to keep you alive when the body's thinking where's my food where's this where's the food coming from right I'm going to survive I'm going into survival mode so you start to lengthen your life and of course there's lots of sort of biochemical processes going on that I won't talk about but simply that is Think about eating within a 10, 12, eight hour window even. Make it part of your lifestyle, part of your rhythm, part of your routine. So, and I think we're very much governed by rhythms and routines and, and clocks, aren't we as well? Your biological clock, your circadian clock, your ultradian clock. There's so much that we're governed by the seasons, the rise of the sun and the, and the moon. So really tap into creating those rhythms in, in your day. Um, so, and the other thing um, is L-I-F-E-S, sleep. <laughs> so many of us are sacrificing sleep. Again, the world we live in, we've got phones at our fingertips and we want to keep scrolling on them through the night. And we've got Netflix that's saying, watch me, watch one more episode, watch one more episode. So again, sacrificing sleep is the one thing that's going to shorten your life. We, we know this, that old phrase, you know, I'll, I'll sleep when I die. 
mm, switch it. I'll die if I don't sleep is the way to, to look at it. So that's got to be a, a prioritization in terms of all your DNA repair, your gut heals, your brain is processing everything um, through the night. So critically, critically um, important as well. So um, so there's lots of things. So I, with my clients, I go through the, the sort of L-I-F-E-S-T-Y-L-E. You write your own lifestyle prescription um, and create that sort of lifestyle menu for yourself that taps into those very, very key areas of your lifestyle that are important. Um, and one thing I get back quite a lot from people, and, and maybe you've heard this as well, is where to start, right? What do, what do I do? There's so much in terms of wellness and health, but it, in itself it can start getting quite overwhelming for many people. And that stress of needing to do health and to do wellness becomes an added added pressure. Um, so I've created something that I call your LQ. Uh, so maybe if I just explain that a little bit, it's a little bit like your IQ. You can measure your IQ for your cognitive intelligence and you can measure your EQ for your emotional intelligence. So now you can measure your LQ for your lifestyle intelligence. So really a check-in on how much priority are you giving to your lifestyle in order to enhance your longevity. So it's a simple test. It's questions that are all very research-based around some of the things I've already, already mentioned. Um, you can find that on my website. You'll get a score. You get this huge report, what areas to sort of focus on. Um, and that gives you a starting point. I, we all need a starting point. You know, you never get into a car and just drive without knowing where you were going. We need to know where we're starting and we need to know where we're going as well, don't we? Yeah, that's really all very important advice that, uh, you know, a lot of times we don't think about, such as the matter of the purpose for the day. And, you know, it always bothers me when I know, see somebody who's who starts out without a purpose and basically their day will be controlled by what may be on TV, uh, you know, so that they'll turn it on without even knowing what they're going to watch and then scroll and, you know, as opposed to being proactive and controlling the day. But you mentioned another thing. We get a lot of advice on what's the healthiest way to eat in terms of, you know, three meals a day, uh, five small meals, um, intermittent fasting. Is there a general principle or is it such an individualized kind of thing? I think this is a really good good point um, as well, Ron, because I think we can generalize food and, you know, and where, how to eat, etc. cetera. Uh, one of the things, if we go into sort of some of that data-driven principles that I'm now kind of driven by is I use a lot of uh, data for my clients and my patients to before it all to become personalized. Otherwise, as you say, all these thoughts are very generalized. How do you know they apply to you? Um, one thing that I found is hugely beneficial is popping on a sugar sensor. Um, this is mine actually from earlier, which has had its 14 days, but it's a, a little sensor that sits on sits on your arms continuously. Yeah, yeah, I wore one. <laughs> yeah. And uh, I think these are going to be replacing step counts and pedometers, you know, very, very rapidly, because once you've got an intel into, ah, oh, what did I eat? How did that affect me? How could I then modify that? What can I add? And what can I replace? It can become very personalized. You and I can eat the same baked potato, and have an incredibly different response. And yet we might be thinking, no carbs, carbs are dangerous. Nobody touch carbs ever, because that's what they're saying out there on, on the world of social media. But you need to know for you, right? And make the choices that are right for you and how your body is designed. So this sort of using technology 
combined with that intuition is is hugely informative and that absolutely the way forward so that's one of the things that I put into my my smart self-care plans for my clients as well to really start to track some of that data about you and then enjoy it I think we've got to make health fun as well haven't we we've got to make getting older as well an enjoyable a life-enhancing experience and what we've done instead is make health such a heavy topic that we want to be ostriches and bury our head in the sand and we've got to lighten it up. And I think tech and uh, can help with that um, as well as connection and, and commitment to, to your own health as well can really make a difference. Great. So um, I guess that leads to the question that I alluded to earlier when you talk about health being a verb rather than a noun. Um, not sure that too many of us have thought about what it is, but apparently it should make a difference in the way that we think about health. So can you explain that a bit? Yeah, for sure. I think this came from those days when I was a more of a traditional GP and people would walk into my consulting room and they would drop their health into my lap and say, hey, doc, can you fix it? Which I would and then hand it back. Right. And it's that sense that this that health didn't really belong to. I just wanted it, wanted it back as a thing. It was being, I think health gets objectified as something you either have or, or you don't have. But really, and you alluded to this earlier, we've got to do health. We've got to be active participants in our own health. Um, and if you've listened to my TEDx talk, you'd have seen another acronym in there, because I do, do love them so much, um, where I talk about health being something that you hold. You hold it as your own. The E is engage. You've got to engage in your own in your own health, not be a passive recipient of it. And then the A is to, to action, taking action. Once you know what you know, whether it's through your data or through testing or or just by getting to know yourself, then action that, right? That's so, so important. Learn about health. Podcasts like yours are incredibly informative. I think we all need knowledge, credible knowledge. That's so important. And then uh, lean into it, target your health, know exactly where you're driving to. And then you can harness it. You can harness all of that energy and vitality that health gives you. Because ultimately, and I know this is what your show is all about, rejuvenating, it's all about feeling that vibrance and that vitality of your own health at whatever stage or age in life that you are, right? Yeah, it's so interesting because... Uh... You know, I, I think for a lot of us, the we looked at health, have looked at health as kind of the the equivalent of, of being a thing so that your annual physical, for example, was like taking your car for a tune-up, that basically that was it. And, you know, if it's, uh, if you don't have some kind of a reason to see a, a doctor, you know, in between tune-ups and you, you kind of assume that it's good as opposed to being able to, you know, keep it going for a long time that the people who attend to their, uh, to their vehicles, uh, you know, stay on top of the, check the oil, do all that kind of stuff, uh, you know, make it last longer. And I think we, we've got to start thinking of, health as uh, again the, the concept of the verb of, of you know as something you do on a regular basis with with mm. the way you eat the way you sleep where you exercise and so on um, and also like a skill like playing the piano you're going to get better and better at it 
the more you do it, the more you just impregnate it as part of who you are, you will become increasingly skilled at it. So I think that's the kind of also adding that fun element to it. And I and I love your analogy about, about the car. I often talk about um, planes and planes going in one direction. And if you didn't actually check in, it's going to drift off in the wrong direction and you're going to end up where you don't want to end up. So you've got to have a constant check-in and a and a reset. In And that's the same with your health. You've got to be constantly just checking in with yourself and resetting so that you stay on the course that you've designed and end up exactly where you want to. Great. So, so who comes to see you? Are, are they are proactive people trying to do preventive stuff or have they been kind of disappointed in, in the way their health has gone or when does somebody see you or if they can find somebody else like you near where they live? uh, uh, That's a, yeah, that's really useful differentiation. So people that see me often feel that they're healthy feel okay, don't necessarily have any big issues that at least have got a label and a diagnosis on it, but they want to optimize. They want the best for their health. So I can take them from healthy to optimal. But I also have clients who have had that diagnosis of high blood pressure or heartburn or bloating and have tried things, we've invariably pilled, and they don't won't want it anymore and they're not getting anywhere and so we go from sick to healthy so we can i can take people from the sick to the healthy from the healthy to the enhanced from the enhanced to the to the optimal you know we really can go as far as you want to with with your health um using all sorts of modalities talking testing tracking training all of that, because um, I've also got a background with some therapy work that I do as well. So, you know, of course, I very much believe you start with the body and the mind follows. I know there's a lot of talk about mindset and mental health, but when you really start to revere what your body can do, the mind is going to follow follow that. And I've seen that time and time again. So I think, you know, obviously there's a synergy between absolutely everything, but we've got to start um, in the right place. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm sure that, you know, there are, people and certain conditions that require medication. But I've been impressed with some of my things that I've read about the fact that there are a lot of, uh, there's a lot of research to indicate that there are some problems that we've traditionally been quick to prescribe medication for that we can do differently with exercise, weight loss, uh, you know, healthy eating and so on. Um, and I, I, I'm wondering, are you finding that there are certain types of diseases or conditions that maybe the first thing we should ask our, our doctor is, you know, is there a non-medication alternatives? I mean, we've been, we've been taught to ask, is there a generic for this? So we don't pay as much, but is, are there conditions where, you know, the, the science is, is good this is to suggest that for many people, a non-medication alternative will And again, I think it's very important to consider this, but also maybe not to use the word alternative, because mm-hmm. you always deposition the, the benefit of lifestyle and making lifestyle changes and taking care and self-care. So um, my company is called Lifestyle First, and for a reason, 
is it's you've got to position the lifestyle first. Let's make medication the alternative. How about we do that, right? Great. Absolutely, there's a place for it. It's not that, you know, it's never have any any drugs again. We've got to find the place for it. And they can be a really useful supplement, addition, alternative, but positioning lifestyle for things like take high blood pressure, for example, as one one diagnosis. I'm wearing a blood pressure monitor on my wrist. I mean, most blood pressure monitors you see are these big, huge things that no one wants to cut around. This is like a beautiful piece of jewelry. It's tracking me constantly. I know what my blood pressure, I don't have high blood pressure. If you had high blood pressure, you'd want to put one of these on your wrist. You'd want to see the difference that that what you were doing was making in the day. So when you did then prioritize your lifestyle and go and exercise, you could see the difference in your blood pressure. When you started looking at the salt content in your food and started to change that, you'd see the difference. And I really believe data gives you a very, very strong nudge. Numbers nudge us. And that's all we need. We just need a little nudge to keep us on track, to get us to do different things. So yes, you know whether it's high blood pressure, something like diabetes, um, for sure. Again, you know, this isn't about we can get rid of it for everybody, but we can absolutely be on track to minimize it and reverse it and reduce it and remove it if we can if we can get there. And we certainly can for, for a lot of people as well. So the first thing I often say to people who come with a diagnosis or who I've given a diagnosis of a medical condition to is, do you want this? Is this something that you want? Do you want to keep it? Great. Here's the drugs. Keep you alive. If you don't want it, you're going to need to be an active participant. You're going to need to skill up on your health. And if you want to do that, then we're going to find a way to do that. Yeah, I told my listeners that you'd say some of the same things I do, but you say it so much better. But <laughs> the uh, uh, one of the realities is um, for many of us, it's it would be a long commute to see you for a doctor. Uh, but, and I suspect there aren't a whole lot of others who, uh, you know, practice the, the same way that you do. But what should we be looking for, uh, you know, if, if for a doctor in our own area or what should be, we be looking for to say, hey, this person is not helping me become a better version of myself? Yeah. Well, the wonderful thing is, Ron, that we're living in a very, very connected world. So me and you are here today. We could be just next door to each other, couldn't we? So my work is very much online. My test kits I can send to you in Philadelphia or wherever you are in the world and send them back to the labs. We'll get on a conversation like this, whether it's a Zoom or something online. We can go through all of your results. You can have a plan. You've got access to me at the touch of a button through messaging and through my, my portal. So we're very connected. So if anybody is listening and thinking we're too far away, this world is getting smaller and smaller, isn't it? So um, so you can reach out to me. I'm absolutely very happy for the people who are anywhere in the world to, to connect with me and we can get sort of testing and tracking and, and talking uh, done in a very kind of safe and connected space um, as well. And in terms of what to look for, it is very much that sort of integration of many modalities of health. So lifestyle medicine, you'll hear that word, you'll hear integrative medicine, you'll hear functional medicine, you'll hear what I like to call common sense medicine, really, which is getting us back to our roots of health. So that's really what you want to be uh, be looking for is anything kind of around those terms. Anyone who say, I'm going to get to the root of this, right? We're not putting the sticky plaster, we're not dealing just with the symptom or just with the label, we want to go right to the core of how you're made. 
That's really, really helpful advice. And uh, I think, uh, though we're, we're running short on time, I think I haven't uh, done you justice in terms of allowing you to explain a little more about you know, what you have out there, what people can get uh, from you, what, uh, where you are in, in the online world and so on. And of course, we'll have links uh, in our show notes and all this available, but can you kind of run by, uh, you know, some of the, the things that you do that that's available to all of us and how we get access to it? Oh, for sure. Yeah. So there's my website, Ron, which is dralkapatel.com. And on there, uh, you'll find my signature course, which is Transform Your Lifestyle, Transform Your Life. So I alluded to the L-I-F-E-S-T-Y-L-E. We take a deep dive into all of that on the course. It's very much a self-paced course, 12 weeks, 12 steps, 12 modules. You go through all of those um, and uh, you will have significant changes that you're able to make in your lifestyle through that. There's a beautiful workbook as well that you can work through. So that's available uh, for everybody. Um, In terms of working more closely with me, in terms of a a one-on-one experience, I have a what I call a smart self-care plan program, which is five weeks of really zoning into an aspect of your health that you want to and with that will come testing and we'll decide what's going to be right it might be metabolic testing it might be testing your gut health um, or it might be a device I might send you a blood pressure machine or a data ring um, or I might arrange to do a, a biological age test on you so we'll have that consultation and then within five weeks we'll be able to kind of really zone in on a personalized level for you as well. And then I have got another level, which is working with me for the whole year because there's so many elements to our health um, and often there's a ripple effect. So that's more of a kind of VIP um, approach. We have got access to me throughout throughout the year. Doctor in your back pocket uh, wouldn't how good would that be, of course. Um, and I mentioned my LQ test. So that's a great starting point. No cost at all um, involved in that. And like you, I also have a podcast as well, Ron. So my podcast is called Health Activators. That's my current podcast where I talk about data and devices and all sorts of health areas as well, emotional health, physical health as well. So that's another way if people want to sort of tap in for, for more information. And my socials, I'm often putting things out on there, which is Dr. Al Patel UK. Okay, wonderful, wonderful. Now, there's one thing as I've been thinking about it that I didn't, uh, I don't think we've talked about that I know is important to you, and that's the management of stress. Uh, so before we quit, uh, you know, since that dovetails into into an area where we both work, um, I'm just wondering what are the the most important principles to help with managing stress because it's a uh, a stressful time out there. Yeah, yeah. Oh my gosh, we could have a whole conversation on this, couldn't we? It's a huge topic um, on well, it. We may have to get you back then. <laughs> yes. Um, I think there's probably two principles to think about. One is that stress speeds up aging. And most people don't, most doctors certainly don't tell you tell you that. They might tell you about how stress can affect your heart or affect your blood pressure or, or cause gut problems, but no one's telling you stress speeds up aging. So it's really important to know that because that's what we want to be reversing and slowing down. But I also want to take a different spin on stress because most people, again, think stress is the enemy. 
and we must avoid stress at all costs. And yes, that relentless chronic stress is going to affect your core immunity and your inflammation and eventually call this thing called inflammaging. But there is also this type of stress called hormetic stress, hormesis, which is very much a positive stress. And we've alluded to it a little bit in terms of putting your body under some sort of stress at just the right level actually increases your survival advantage. So fasting, for example, or saunas or cold therapy. I recently went into, into an ice bath and I have cold water, cold shower at the end of every shower every day. And I know that is activating my mitochondria. They're making energy for me. Um, and so these are things that you can do to increase stress, but very much in a kind of Goldilocks way. So not too much, not too little, just the right amount. That may be why the term that those of us who work with stress uh, utilize is, is stress management, not stress avoidance. So just not all stress is created equal. Um, I, I knew that run out of time before I run out of questions, but I'm wondering, is there anything that I omitted that you want to make sure that we're aware of. And again, I'll, we'll have all the contact information for you, but is, are there any kind of final words of wisdom that uh, we didn't incorporate into some of our earlier discussion? The biggest thing I would really probably encourage everyone to do is to step away from what I call off the shelf care, mm. which is sort of things you're just gonna find everyone doing and it's I might as well do it too step away from off-the-shelf care and instead step into strategic self-care. Really understand what is important for you at a very, very personal level. And that's what I talk about in terms of being smart about your health. Strategize, measure, analyze, respond, and track. And that is doing what is important for you and your uniqueness. So that would really be my, my final message. No more off-the-shelf care. Let's go into strategic self-care. Great, great. Well, the the world certainly benefited when you decided to make a switch in the way that, that you practice medicine. And uh, I'm so happy that you were willing to share some of those general principles with us today. And I suspect some of us will not only be following them, but be, be following you more uh, to become better versions of ourselves and to become healthier uh, and do health, not just, uh, not just uh, you know, get healthy, but but to do health as part of a, a really active lifestyle and enhance our longevity. Because uh, if somebody's going to be around for a while, it's a lot, lot better to be healthy than to uh, be taken care of and passive and feel not in control of of what could be decades if you don't if you don't take care of yourself. Wise words, Ron. Very wise words. <laughs> okay. Well, thanks so much for sharing with us, and uh, looking forward to learning more about you as uh, you learn more about how to help us become to become better at at taking care of ourselves.
And so this brings to a close another episode of Rejuvenating with Dr. Ron Kaiser. We've been honored to have Dr. Alka Patel uh, share so much wisdom and knowledge and guidance of how to really do health in a way that enables us to live longer, to have our health span uh, take up most of our lifespan. And hopefully that can keep going for a good long time. I hope that you all enjoyed it. Uh, please tell your friends about it. Download the podcast, uh, rate it, review it, and be back next week for uh, another very interesting guest. Uh, and as I, I, I say this frequently, but I mean, it'd be, be hard to top today's guest, but uh, we'll try. In the meantime, thanks again, Alka, and enjoy the rest of your shorter day in, in London than, than it is here in, in the U.S. Uh, thanks for sharing it with us. And for everybody out there, remember to stay positive, stay safe, and we'll see you next week.